Welcome back to Whitgift Conversations, the podcast where we talk to staff, to parents, and to pupils about topics that are relevant to you. In this episode, we're talking to headmaster of Whitgift, Chris Ramsey. Chris is going to talk about some of his favorite highlights of this academic year, what's in store for the next academic year, how the school has changed since COVID, and also what his advice is for students over the summer holiday. But we also find out what Chris is planning on doing himself over the summer period, something that was postponed from three years ago. That's all coming up in this episode, so come with me now as I take you into the headmaster's office with Chris Ramsey. Chris, welcome to this podcast episode and thank you for being here. How are you today? Very good indeed. Thank you very much. We're in the, uh, towards the later stages of the summer term, uh, Trinity term as we call it uh, at Whitgift, <laughs> confusingly. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, we've, uh, uh, we've been in a very good place. I think if you'd asked me six months ago whether we would get pretty much through, uh, and indeed, you know, yeah, absolutely through the public exam season, without anybody being absent for COVID or, or, or really having their public exam season interrupted, uh, you know, I'd, I'd have been amazed. But in fact, you know, we've had uh, touch wood a very uninterrupted public exam uh, season for the year 11, year, year 13. So, so fifth and upper sixth formers, they seem to have coped very well with it. The, 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 the place feels, fingers crossed, Calm, always dangerous for heads to say that, <laughs> particularly on a podcast. But uh, no, all, all good. Thank you very much, Simon. Excellent. Well, it's great that we are right at the end of this academic year. Tell me about some of your highlights or favourite memories from this academic year. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's very hard. I mean, you know, we, we, we spoke once before on, on one of these pub podcasts about, you know, heads of schools it's it's a great job for somebody who's nosy, uh, and it's a great job for somebody with a low boredom threshold <laughs> because there's lots happening all the time. And I was thinking about you know, so what am I going to say to the school at uh, at our end of term prize giving, which which we call celebration of, of Whitgift Life, and and funnily enough, I've I've got kind of four um, sort of highlights of the year, and 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 one of them. Is is a bit of a cheat because it's it's every Saturday. I I pretty much every Saturday I go and uh, watch the sport and 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 sometimes there's also drama and music and and stuff going on in school. And I had just the best Saturday a couple of weeks ago uh, when I watched a, probably a bit of about ten games of cricket. Chatted to some parents, had some great moments, uh, and 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 I met one of the boys <laughs> on the on the week after who'd, who'd had a great moment of cricket on that Saturday, and that, that that that's definitely a highlight. A couple of other things: it was great to get back to proper drama, if you like. This year, we had a wonderful production of uh, a not very well-known play by Tennessee Williams called Not About Nightingales, which is a really gritty kind of prison drama done by some of our best upper sixth actors back in March. That was fantastic. Um, and uh, a couple of other things. A few Fridays ago, we had an afternoon where we had the junior sports. And at the same time, we had the very top lower sixth international baccalaureate boys doing their end of unit projects. And, and if you like, there were kind of two ends of the Whitgift spectrum in terms of age uh, and activity. But I, I guess the other thing I would, would mention in terms of highlights, and it's a strange thing to mention, but we had over the COVID years, the two years of COVID, if you like, we, we were luckier than many uh, organisations, I guess, but we did have two or three uh, people who passed away in the course of those two years. One was a pupil. The one pupil we lost 
uh, to COVID was a boy. Uh, and we had during this last year a, a kind of celebration of his life. And it made me incredibly proud that the year 11 boys who were his mates put together a lovely sort of thing, a kind of celebration, and, and they ended up with a, with a charity football game. And that was just incredibly moving. And, and I think in, in a strange way, one of the highlights of the year for me. Yeah, that's incredible to hear. That really is. And um, yeah, there's, there's not much that I can say to add to that, no, really. Sure. Interesting you mentioned about, not about nightingales, because, you know, it's quite common, isn't it, for schools to put on productions like Les Miserables or something like that, <laughs> which is very well known. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But do you think it's good for schools to put on something like Not About Nightingales? Because, you know, I'm thinking, I, I don't know a great deal about Tennessee Williams. I understand this is set in the 1930s. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, absolutely. I, do you know, I... I, I think it is. I, I think school drama, like school music, like school sport, should balance the uh, the obvious, the, the kind of things that everybody does, which is, is accessible. And uh, you mentioned Les Miserables or, you know, I don't know, a piece of music that, 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 it, that is very common. But I think one of the great things about Whitgift is we should take risks. You know, we should mm-hmm. occasionally do stuff which is, uh, this is a place set in a prison, it's about, you know, kind of abuse of power in a prison setting. It's really dark. It's really hard. Uh, and, um, you know, we shouldn't do that kind of thing all the time, but mm-hmm. we should be, be prepared to. You know, the, the musicians did part of a Sibelius symphony uh, earlier in the year. That's really hard for school kids to do. Uh, mm. And we should do stuff that's difficult and, 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 and challenging. Mm. So it's always great to look back over the previous academic year, but what do students have to look forward to in the next academic year? Well, I think the big thing about the academic year starting September 2022 will be, if you like, shedding the skin of COVID completely and getting back to what I like to call the colour and texture of school life. And and, uh, I was very struck that uh, I went to a a webinar a few weeks ago where somebody quite rightly said one of the things that's happened over the last couple of years in in lots of walks of life is that um, things have become very transactional Uh, and a lot of walks of life have lost their kind of colour and fun and texture. So I think getting back to the, the, uh, just the difference, the the, the, the kind of slightly unusual lesson or the school trip or the, the, uh, uh, all of those kinds of things. So that's a really important thing. I think the other really, for me, very exciting thing we've got to look forward to next year is we've got a new group of, of boys at the top of the school in the upper sixth who have got who are buzzing with ideas around how to uh, if you like harness students ideas and and their agency and get them uh, doing things like charitable fundraising but also designing parts of the school life uh, and, and uh, rather than having stuff done for them to, to, to have some agency in it and, uh, and and we've got a great outgoing group of school prefects but I'm very excited uh, about the incoming group and I think they're going to make a big difference to the school so those are the kind of two big picture things I think we're looking forward to uh, uh, next year. Mm, well, definitely two great things to look forward to in that case. Chris, I'd love to talk to you about diversity and inclusion because Whitgift is in a is in a very fortunate position in many ways of having a very diverse student body. Tell me about some of the areas of diversity and inclusion or DNI that has been progressed over the last year. Yeah, that's a that's a good question, and and for pe- for listeners who are familiar with these terms, DNI, um, that the kind of 
the important thing to remember is is when you hear people talking about diversity in the media or wherever, um, diversity is really a description of what you are as an organisation, and you either are or aren't diverse in various ways, ethnically, socially, uh, and so on and so forth. Um, and inclusion is what you do about it. So we tend to talk more about inclusion than diversity. We are quite diverse certainly socially and ethnically as a community. We're obviously all boys, so we're less diverse in terms of, if you like, gender and, and sexuality, but not, not undiverse in, in those mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've taken um, a number of what we call work streams, uh, where we've got groups of staff and students looking at, are we good enough at inclusion in things like race, um, we don't think we do a bad job there, but we've we've wanted to look at whether all our ethnicities um, are achieving as much as each other, whether they're equally represented in in things like you know, for example, the prefect body and so on and so forth. We've we've looked very closely at faith in the last year. Um, we've got quite a, a a mixture of faiths: some Christian backgrounds, some Muslim backgrounds, some Sikh and Hindu backgrounds, some who don't if you like, professor faith background. So in, in, in terms of the progress that we've made, I would say we've worked quite hard at identifying the different areas in which there might be progress to be made and what that would look like, mm-hmm. given that the school is a boys' school and is academically selective. So you, you've immediately cut off a couple of areas of inclusion by definition, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't be working almost even harder to make sure that within that kind of within those axes of academic selection and, and, and being a single sex as a school, we should make sure that ethnicities and faith backgrounds and sexualities are all are all, all feel equally safe. Uh, and uh, so we've worked quite hard on that this year. I'm just wondering, Chris, I mean, I'm sure that there are lots of schools that are putting plans in place for lots of things surrounding diversity and inclusion. But it strikes me that Whitgift is, I get the feeling like Whitgift is doing a bit more than most schools. Is is that fair? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't obviously know other schools well enough. I mean, of the schools that I know well, uh, either because I know their, their their heads well or because, I, you know, I, I, I kind of am, am part of them in, in some way. I, I would say, I'm not, I'm not sure we're doing more. I think we are taking our responsibilities seriously. I think we always have had to because of where we are and the kind of school we are. Um, but I certainly would never feel um, that we should be complacent. And, and we do you know, quite often, sadly, have situations where a boy has said something unacceptable or done something unacceptable. And I think one of the, the challenges is making sure that we don't ever think that's um, that's okay or, or, or that we are somehow immune to, uh, to, to issues there. Mm-hmm. Now, Chris, you mentioned about next academic year being a good opportunity to, I think you called it, to shed the skin of, of COVID completely. <laughs> Tell me a couple of ways in which the school has changed since COVID. That's a really great question. And, and uh, I, would, I would say in a way that the, if you look at the kind of society change or the societal changes of the last two years, there's been a, definitely a shift towards uh, people wanting to be more individualised in their relationships with organisations. And you, you see this in the workplace with uh, people saying, look, I want to work in this particular way 
rather than the way that, that, that my organization uh, wants me to work. So I, I think it's definitely the case that our relationship with our parent and pupil body has become more individualized. We are, if you like, m- um, trying to make things work for individuals more than perhaps we did before. I think that's a good thing. I think that the school is more community focused even than it was before. And, and again, looking back or looking to the the young men who are going to be the leaders of the school community, the student leaders next year, when we interviewed the lower sixth uh, candidates for the school captain jobs, the kind of senior prefect jobs, I think it was very striking that they all talked about what they wanted to do in terms of Wickliffe's relationship with the community. Hmm. Uh, so charitable fundraising, working with local primary schools, all that kind of thing. So I think that's that's definitely a change. I think the school's probably slightly less frenetic than it was. So we're a very busy school, but I think we are. Um, that's partly because we've we've actually expanded the classroom provision slightly. And then thinking about it, you know, I mean, there's a couple of just you know little practical things. So one big change, for example, is all Whitgift boys now have a laptop. They all have a school laptop. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the whole business of uh, access to material is now much smoother. And I suppose the other thing that occurred to me as I was thinking about this, this, uh, your question, um, that there are one or two things which have become more common in the school. Uh, One obvious example is, is strange to say, basketball. I mean, basketball has just suddenly become an amazingly popular thing. And I, <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's got anything to do with COVID. I think it's just the, the brilliant head of basketball. and the Unless it is partly because during COVID, there was less opportunity to play team sports and uh, boys got more into sort of ball skills. But, but basketball has become an extraordinary praise at Wickgift. It's brilliant. Mm. But you're right, of course, you know, basketball is one of those things, you know, which is great to play in a team. But if you've got a ball and you're on your own, then at least you can shoot some hoops. You can practice over and over again. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you mentioned about boys giving back to the community. And I'm aware, of course, that sometimes boys leave uh, Whitgift and then do come back. I'm thinking some of your sporting success stories where they where mm-hmm. they return and they give back to the school. Do you think that some of your alumni coming back and, and giving back to the school is is one of the reasons why boys are looking to give to the community in the local area? I think it is, and, we, and we've been unashamedly pushing uh, hard on that. Uh, in the last 12 months, I think you had a conversation with my colleague Thomas Northcutt uh, uh, in a previous episode. And I will say this, uh, 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 your, your question falls on a very good moment because I had a visit today from a young man called Arminda uh, who left us just a couple of years ago, uh, so in, in, in my time. And he came back to talk to the Lower Sixth today about entrepreneurship. Uh, and this is a young man, he's 21. He's uh, running a couple of companies, a lot of startups. He made a big and very generous donation to Whitgift for All. He talked to the lower sixth boys about how they can, you know, they don't have to follow a career path which goes from, if you like, graduate entry to make lots of money to then have a family and then think about, you know, what you're going to do for the community. You can kind of do all these things. You don't have to do them in that order. You know, mm. you could, you mm. could, uh, and should be thinking about what you do for other people as you go through your career. And and that was a message that Arminda 
uh, gave just this morning. Gosh, that's impressive to be giving back to the school financially age 21. A lot of people would be thinking about either reinvesting into their own business if they've created their own business or frankly, spending the money on themselves. Well, he's a very good young chap. Mm. Now, here we are, Chris, knocking on the door of summer holidays. <laughs> um, I, I seem to remember, and I may have got this wrong, but I seem to remember that you originally had a fantastic holiday plan that got yeah. cancelled and postponed and then cancelled well again. Remembered. Is, is that actually happening this summer or is that going to well, be happening another crossed, time? Well, finger, fingers crossed and Gatwick luggage handlers permitting. Um, yeah, my daughter, uh, who's, uh, who's in her, uh, who's just completed her first year at the University of Edinburgh, uh, my daughter and I are going to Peru. Uh, and that was, uh, that was mm. yeah, that was planned two, well, three years ago uh, as a kind of special post-GCSE present for her. And uh, here we are three years later, and we're finally going to do it. So uh, um, it is very exciting. I have a very, um, by chance, I have a, a colleague in our Spanish department called, called Chris Jackson, who's a, a fantastic Spanish teacher. Uh, and he's a lovely, lovely bloke. I hope he won't mind my saying that uh, in, in public. Uh, and he used to work in uh, Peru. And he's been giving me all the advice about altitude sickness and sun protection and where to go and eat and all kinds of that. So I'm well prepared. We're, we're, we're good to go. Good, good. Well, well, I hope you have a fantastic time there. Some of the students will be managing to go away. Some won't be going away. But what advice would you give to Whitgift students over the summer break? Well, you know, it is important to have a break. Uh, and, and school life is very intense. And I think that one of the things I have always felt about doing the job I do is you have to have a hinterland. You have to have some stuff that you like and that, that is important to you. And I'd say this to staff even more than students, which is nothing to do with school. Uh, and, and whether it's a, an activity you do or a hobby or a club you belong to. So I would say to the boys, you know, do pursue interests which are which are yours, which are going to be something that 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 that, that means something to you. Um, I would I would say two things as well to the boys. One is read, read, uh, and I know that's a very headmasterly thing to say, but I'm going to say it nonetheless. Uh, and and particularly for the older students, try and read something which you wouldn't normally read, or or, or even you wouldn't normally agree with. Uh, mm. and, and I think that's important. Um, and that's important too. And uh, the other thing I, I, I say, and I'll say it in this podcast too, is do something for somebody else. Uh, whether mm. it's planning a day trip for your family, whether it's cooking a meal, whether it's uh, you know whatever it is. And, and I think I'm probably slightly guilty as a parent, uh, probably partly because I'm a, a teacher and therefore I like like organising other people. I've always tended to organise stuff for my family. And I, and, and I think that a, a, a young person who says, leave next Wednesday to me, I'm going to book the tickets, sort the route out, organise the food, we'll go out and do X. That I think that's a good thing to do. So I would, I would advise that. Well, there's something good for the students there. And I think the people listening to this, some of the parents who might be listening to this right now, there's some good advice for them there as well. And we need to bring this episode to a close in a minute. But actually talking of this episode and talking of this podcast channel, you know, here we are at the end of the first academic year of running this podcast. What are your thoughts regarding how it's <laughs> gone and what can people expect next year from the podcast channel? Well, I, I think it's been great. And I hope that people have enjoyed listening. And I also hope that... Uh, I know we've had some comments back, and I hope that people listening will will like to engage in a conversation. You know, we, we at Whitgift, we, we like to think we are 
at the leading edge somewhere of the whole um, communication piece. And, uh, you know, maybe in future we can go to the next stage and do, you know, video podcasts and, and, and people can see, uh, you know, that they don't know what you look like, Simon. Perhaps we can do it on video. <laughs> Might be a good thing that they don't know what I look like, for sure. Chris, we need to bring this to a close now, but thank you very much for your time. Thank you for everything this academic year, and I hope you do have a good break, and I hope the students have a good break as well. Thanks very much, Simon. Really good to speak to you. So that was Chris Ramsey, Headmaster at Whitgift. Thank you, Chris, for your time. I hope you have a great time in Peru. And also thank you to you, the listener, the school community. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode and all others this term. We'll be taking a break now for the summer holidays too, but we'll be back in September. So do make sure you follow or subscribe to this podcast channel so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you again in September. Bye for now.